minds with the chip inside Like a Lincoln digitized out Which prior to this was higher than science could ever devise This is a neural interface We're gonna stick it in your face Still it in your brain and interlace There's an arms war on and we're gonna win the race Leave everything a race, bring the base Welcome to Dangerous Minds, where we delve into the minds of biohackers, grinders, and take a look at the tech being implanted and developed by this community. This is a special edition of DMP Tonight, a recording of a panel at the previous DEC DEFCON Biohacking Village. We're sharing this as a recap of great information that was presented and as a reminder that the same team behind DCBHV will be putting on another edition of the DEFCON Biohacking Village August 9th through 12th, 2018 in Las Vegas, Nevada at Caesars Palace. For more information, please go to defconbiohackingvillage.org and or for more information on DEFCON itself, go to defcon.org. We look forward to seeing you there at the, for the great talks and panels as well as the expo floor. But before we share these clips with you, we want to thank our sponsor Dangerous Things who delivers custom gadgetry for the discerning hacker and biohacker. So check them out at dangerousthings.com. Now, you, if you or your organization is interested in sponsoring the efforts of Dangerous Minds podcast, please feel free to reach out to us at info at dangerousminds.io, and we'll be glad to talk to you about it. Uh, our next two speakers here's consists of the founder of dangerousmind.io, a biohacking, grinding, implantable tech, and network security podcast established back in late September of 2016, as well as another member of the uh, Dangerous Minds podcast with a master's in software engineering focusing on studying RFID vulnerabilities, as well a PR director slash member of the board of directors of the Prophase uh, Bio Studios in Austin, Texas. They clearly didn't really need introductions, but I like hearing the sound of my own voice. I was here to present on their talks, Implant Show and Tell, Cooper and Cursor. Thank you all for coming. Uh, we're, I'm, as you can tell, I'm the one that's actually from Austin. He's from England. You'll be able to know that very distinctively later. If you didn't know that, I'm sorry. But anyway, we're here to give you a little bit of intro and talk about implantable technology because we have a party tonight that all of you are invited to. Implantable party. So you'll come and you can be augmented. Uh, minimum donation is uh, 50 bucks. If you want to give more, feel free to. Um, like you said, uh, who are we? I'm Cooper. I'm founder of Dangerous Minds. I'm also a PR director for Prophase Bio Studios in Austin, Texas. And this is my co-host here, uh, Cursor. Uh, he's one of the two co-hosts that are based out of London, England. Now, we're going to start off with some basic terms. Because, well, when you're uh, getting a nice intro to things, it's always good to get a basis of things that are going on. NFC, it's near field communications. And then RFID is uh, radio frequency identification. So what is RFID? Uh, well, hey, I'm the England one. Um, RFID is a short range, low frequency, passive power device um, used often as a security key in industry. Uh, NFC is, is sort of like a subsection of RFID. They're both considered radio frequency identif identifiers. But um, they, NFC is slightly different in the terms that it can also be a sender and a receiver. It's kind of a loose definition that the industry has gone with. 
so often enough, if you listen to the podcast, we highly suggest not to implant this at home. If you do, then you'll run into the same mistakes that we've made ourselves. We'd like you to learn from those mistakes and not repeat them. It's always best to you know, seek out a trained professional that has done this before. Uh, otherwise, you'll end up learning just like us that there will be some blood, some pain. It's kind of like any piercing that you get. Uh, as you can tell by my ears, I've you know, gauged them up a little bit. But, you know, so you might wonder what an implantation might consist of. So, as it says, if you have a weak stomach, just close your eyes. I'll let you know when it's safe. Or maybe I won't. It is DEF CON, so I might troll you. But here's a nice little video that gives you an idea of what a basic implantation looks like. But you know, it's just a simple uh, insertion of the needle, then deploying of the chip. Once it's in there, then it'll, it'll take a little bit of time for the tissue to encapsulate and uh, make it more stable. So you might be asking, where can I get some? Well, there's a few makers out there that offered augmentation, not just in the uh, ca uh, glass capsule, which is often called an X-series. Dangerous Things uh, was one of the first to come out. Cyberize Me is uh, based out of Australia. And they offer some, uh, some versions of the chips. And there's DigiWell over in the EU. And as well, Grindhouse Wetware has a line of very interesting products that we can't wait to see come out, like the North Star and uh, Cicadia. So now you're probably wondering, what can I do with this? And I believe Cursor is going to help us. Yeah, so if you decide to uh, go down this crazy path that we have, uh, there's a few things you can do. Uh, just to let you know at the top, the XEM is the RFID one, and the XNT is NFC. Um, ask any questions you need after, after that, uh, but it's a quick key. Um, so the first one most popular is NDEF records, so things that can work with your phone, your Android device. Uh, you can scan your phone, uh, your, your chip, and it will do things like Bluetooth settings, contact details. Uh, it can even set up Wi-Fi configuration. Um, then you have phone entry and keychain access. So if you are on an Android, then that's great because it has a built-in feature for NFC unlocking. Um, there are third-party apps as well. And if you're on iPhone, all's not lost because iOS 11 was announced to have a core NFC library. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Bitcoin wallets. This is something that's been done. Um, someone uh, made, made a, a Bitcoin transaction using an implant. Um, the implement, implementation was kind of trivial and not very secure, but it opens up the discussion to what we can do in the future. Uh, you've got travel cards. So I know recently across the news there's been different things talking about implants and travel cards. Um, unfortunately, we're kind of strongly confined by the technology that they choose to use as opposed to what we can get a hold of. Um, door, door access and computer access is probably the most used one for RFID. Um, and this is things like if you've seen like a prox card or, you know, like typical work, work uh, cards you have on your keychain, um, this can be used for RFID. Um, the access is done by a unique identifier, which every RFID device has. Um, so it's not too secure, and there's no cryptographic functioning within the tags. Um, but you can configure uh, a, an NFC device to sort of hide data in whatever custom way you want to do that. So you're probably wondering what's coming next with the basis of uh, this technology. Uh, one of, the, one of the things that's still under beta right now is called a VivoKey. 
It's a Java platform that is a PCB that's biosafe with a, a plastic-ish coating. Not to give away any trade secrets uh, put out by Dangerous Things. It's still going through beta, but there's going to be a lot of in interesting applications from that. So the tags that you'll be seeing today are um, the glass capture ones. Uh, there is a different form factor one, uh, which is like a flat, uh, just like the VWIC will be. Um, and another version of that is a DESFIRE. Uh, if you know RFID, you'll know DESFIRE is a type of um, RFID that NXP put out. Uh, it supports triple DES encryption and AES. And the VWIC itself, uh, as Cooper said, is uh, a JCOP and global platform compatible card. Uh, so what does this mean? This means a lot more can happen. Um, so again, door access control, but this time you can have fully uh, cryptographic algorithms, um, especially for high frequency. Um, you can also emulate cards, so like the MyFair Classic from NXP can also be emulated with the Vivo key. Uh, and low frequency, of course, say the same because most businesses won't think that they need to pay any money to get more security, as we know. Um, wallets, so uh, using the JCOP and Global Platform, you can have lots of different wallets. At the moment, it runs on Fidismo Platform, uh, which you guys can, it's out of Sweden, I think it is. Uh, you can grab one of the cards from them. Uh, and start playing around if you want to develop some solutions before, before this is released. Uh, they already have things like Ledger Unplugged, Sunfleet Car, and the Vivo Key uh, uh, OTP app. Uh, payments, sorry, uh, travel, tra <laughs> travel and identity cards. Um, again, because we're not confined so much, there's a lot, a lot of adoption with Desfire EV1 cards, um, and Jacob is used pretty much everywhere, even mobile sims and contactless payments use, use that. Unfortunately, we're still confined by organizations and public thinking. It's a hard thing to get people adopted to. Obviously, a lot of people are interested if you see the lines we have for our talks, but it's getting over that professional step of, ah, you know, it's something crazy. So. Uh, and then payments. Um, at the moment, it's not used, and it doesn't really seem, I haven't seen many people touch in over, over this side of the pond, but uh, we use it all the time. Um, it's something that can happen because the JPOP card is, is similar to what we have in our, in our payment cards now. So this hopefully is along the horizon. Uh, and then the last thing is sort of whatever you guys can think of. So we're kind of doing a call for developers, engineers, noobs, and hobbyists um, to build some stuff. You know, you guys have the crazy ideas, the awesome ideas. So put something together and then put it on our Dangerous Minds podcast university page. Uh, which you can find at dangerousminds.io. We just want to get as many people to submit as many cool things that everyone can, like a community building project thing. Now with this basis of information, you might be asking how I can know more. Uh, easy book uh, to pick up, which is out of print, but you can still easily find on Amazon is RFID Toys by Amel, as well as, of course, uh, Dangerous Minds Podcast, where we will seek out the experts and find out what got them into it, and also um, what projects they're working on, and if they are actively seeking any help. As well as you just mentioned, the you know, Dangerous Minds University, which is uh, our attempt at putting it out there to where people, if they have projects they want to share, um, to be able to post it and get it out there to the community. But we just want to say thank you for listening. Um, and, of course, our, our tagline often enough is seek the spark. But if you find it, please share it. And, you know, if you want uh, to be augmented, feel free to come back here at 7 p.m. tonight. And uh, we do have other 
other devices as well available, like a, a diagnostic card that's put out by uh, Dangerous Things, uh, as well as uh, USB RFID readers to help you with your own exploring of the technology. So anyway, thanks for being here. Biohack the planet. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to do so. We've got the mic up here for if you if you have a question. We just kind of blew through that real quick. So thank you, thank you so much for speaking to us. So of course, when you find a technology that you like, then you start to worry about things that could possibly go wrong. And so one of the things I think about is what happens if I ever need to get an MRI done. Um, do you have you had any experience with undue heating of implants? Thank you. Uh, we've actually talked to. If you listen to our episode with uh, Melanie. Uh, Sagato, she uh, mentioned that some of the higher end uh, MRIs have a chance of uh, damaging the chip, but uh, some lower end ones, uh, not not so much. I haven't had any MRIs myself uh, since being implanted. I don't know if Cursor has. Uh, no, but what I would suggest is you go onto Dangerous Things Forum, um, and you can see the tests that AMOL has, has done, things like... Um, uh, shocking the thing and also uh, cooking it in a chicken i don't know what that was supposed to prove but it's just a, the extent that he's done also the you know the youtube videos you've seen lately with the crushing thing a lot of people worried it's made of glass is it going to break uh, he's put it inside um, one of these compressor things and hydraulic yeah hydraulic press and you'll see the amount of testing that goes through it it's not something we just decided yeah yeah let's let's just do this and hopefully that make you feel a little bit better about about that yeah, you know, one point to make on the uh, worst thing that can happen. Uh, I do martial arts. I used to be a firefighter. Uh, I've, after my own investigation of it, I was very hesitant at first about having glass shrapnel in my hand. And I've found after, you know, hearing about the chicken butter, which is basically implant a chip into a chicken, put in hydraulic press, chicken did not survive, but it's quite spreadable now. The chip itself has uh, survived, so it led me to believe that my hand wouldn't survive, but the chip would. So I could always pull it out, clean it off, put it back in the stump. Any other questions? Good afternoon, sir. Um, I was wondering, like, what makes this better than wearable tech? I look at wearable tech with the smartwatches and the apps are created for it to already kind of do what you guys listed, which was very little when you said web URLs and contact details. Like, why would someone want to go from the Garmin to like a, in, to a chip? So um, that's, that's a good question. And it's a question you get asked everyone as soon as someone figures out that you've got a chip in your hand. Um, the, the answer that's probably the best one that I've heard, again, is from Emil, the guy that in, like, develops the chip. And that's the fact that in life we have many burdens things like your phone, your keys, and your wallet, um, by having a small procedure that is less, you know, less uh, damaged than, say, an earring can do, then uh, you, you're almost getting rid of that one burden. If you have things like access systems for your house, etc., you don't have to worry about your keys. People have linked these up to their motorbikes, to their cars. Um, and I think the... Maybe the, some, some of them can be seen as a bit sort of like gimmicky, maybe like uh, the contact diesels and stuff. But if you're, if you're looking to um, do some networking, uh, they're not going to forget that. 
when they scan your hand and the details go into their phone. Past that, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's established, it's established uh, specifications. We're not developing something new. We're, we're running on a platform that's used everywhere. So the confinements of what you can use it for are your own imagination. You know, you, you see NFC used every day, everywhere. Um, so anything you can kind of think of doing, IoT devices, connectivity, things like that, you, you can use it for that. Any other questions? Feel free to line up if there's multiple people with questions. We won't hold it against you. I'm just curious about uh, like airport security lines and other security lines. Have you know? Is it uh, set those off? And, and do you have a plausible explanation for those kinds of people? I'm sure Cursor has had recent experience. I actually uh, found out on, on a trip to Portland myself, going through full body scan as well as wands. Unless you show it to them, they don't know it's there. And when you show it to them, they're like, "What the hell? What is that for?" I was like, "Well, it's my front door key. What's yours do?" And he's like. Um, obviously, to get here, it was a bit of a long flight. But um, so the thing, the thing that I think uh, maybe takes some realization is actually the amount of metal that's in in these chips is less than, say, the the fly on your jeans. So that doesn't go off when you go through. It won't go off when you go through. And again, on the way here, I had to go through one of those like rotating thingamajiggies. I didn't even get asked what it was, whether we need some help in London with our security or not. That's a different question. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it should be fine. Out of all the people that we, we know that have them, there's a massive community. It's not just us in the room. Um, I've never heard of any stories where someone's had been stopped or apart from the inquisitive, hey, look, look what this does, which I wouldn't advise anyway, especially with you guys and your TSA people. So I'm just curious, what does the upgrade process look like as new? <laughs> so implanting it is one thing, but extracting it, Putting a new device in, how does how does that work? Well, if you want to get rid of it uh, and then upgrade to a different device, it's just a small incision, and then pressing on the bottom, it'll make it pop up. Then you can use some forceps to pull it away with the encapsulated tissue. It's really quick and easy, less than like five minutes. And as long as it's you know normal in the triangle on the hand, if you put it on the back of the hand, it's a little bit more interesting at that point. Got it. I think all the words that Cooper tried to use made me feel a bit ill as well. Um, things like pulling and pushing. and um, it's, it's not actually as, as bad procedure as you think because it's going into like the webbing of the skin. It's not, it's not like an operation. Don't think of it as that. It's more like you, know, you could cut your hand and it, mm -hmm. it's easier actually to take out than it is to put in. Mm. Uh, and to put it in, you saw the process. It takes mm -hmm. seconds. Thank you. Uh, I was just wondering, in terms of like, let's say you have like scar tissue in the webbing of your hand. Is there is, is that complicated, uh, or is it you know just you know no problem? It's like any other piercing. It it might be interesting feel for whoever is applying it, and you know just like any cyst, what have you, in the body, it doesn't complicate it. it it's just going to feel like a speed bump almost. To be, uh, to be honest, because I've. Definitely got a lot of scar tissue on me. Anyone else? Cool. I just want to say uh, the last time Cooper went to a con, we managed to break the provider that we have for our podcast. Uh, we've since upgraded with that provider, and I'd like it if we could break it again so we can go back to them and hopefully get some free stuff for the next year.
Yeah, it was kind of interesting then, and it, we were just trying to break 20,000 downloads early this year, like back in January. Uh, I can definitely tell you that this provider, according to their own stats this weekend, we broke 40,000. It's kind of crazy considering that it got started after DEF CON last year, but uh, I'm guessing we put out some decent content. And those of you that are listeners, thank you so much for everything you do. Those of you that aren't, please like us, subscribe. And if you don't like what we do, please tell us why. If you do like what we do, please tell us why. We like feedback. As you can tell, you know, both of us will talk to you if you have questions further. And feel free to come back and get some holes and fun little devices in them. Thanks, guys. If anyone has any questions regarding the implants, the implant procedure, if you're worried about it, et cetera, don't feel like you have to be a tough guy. Like, come and speak to us. We've done it several times. And also, if you have any questions in terms of what it can do, what you think it can't do, or any ideas, just come and, come and approach us. Special thanks to the team at DEF CON Biohacking Village for sharing this recording with us. Remember, if you're able to make it out to Las Vegas, Nevada, for DEF CON in August of 2018, it'll be worth the trip. For the panels and topics covered are just a small portion of the action. With the activities and networking available with the other attendees is the true payoff. So our loyal listeners, if you would like to know more about this journey we take, please check out the DNP homepage at DangerousMinds.io or go to Facebook.com forward slash Dangerous Minds Podcast. Please keep in mind, events like these are listed on our DNP Google Calendar. And if you are you have an event that you would like to add to it, please email it, email us at info at dangerousminds.io. Now all of us want to thank you for joining us as we further explore the tech and the people behind it within this fastly growing community of biohacking, grinding, and implantable technology today. If you like the programming we share and the work that we're doing in the community, please support us by going to our Patreon page and becoming a supporter at www.patreon.com forward slash dangerous minds. Please feel free to reach out to us with questions, comments, and perhaps maybe one day we'll talk to you about the work and our projects you're exploring and developing. Until next time, seek the spark. Scientific progression is steamrolling, there's no preventing it going ahead. Now we're intrinsically linked with technology, biology as we know it is.